from a two-bedroom apartment on the west side of Los Angeles, it's High on Film! Tonight, we've got Mike Terenzis and Dawn of the Dead. There hasn't been a broadcast for three days. Why don't you give it up on this week's episode of The Dead? Well, hello and welcome to another exciting episode of High on Film, Los Angeles' only irrelevant podcast. Sobering talk about movies. I'm Chris Maxwell. Welcome back to the first episode in our third set of three. In this, the season five of High on Film, episode 222. And sadly, we come back uh, to honor the great George A. Romero. Such a unique vision in filmmaking, he should have been called George the Romero. Not just any old Romero. Right? Okay. I'm your host. Welcome to the show. We choose guests. They choose movies. And George Romero, a Pittsburgh hero. If you're a longtime listener, you'll know we have a slight Pittsburgh lean on this show. Uh, and that, I'm sure, will not be tampered. Or tampered. Pfft, dampened. That's what I meant to say. On this episode, uh, let's get to the co-host from the couch. The man who's sitting right to my left. The walking Kevin Bacon game. The podcaster of disaster. The mother of dragons, one of Earth's mightiest heroes, and the and the Brad Davis that God gave us, my co-host and friend, Mr. Brad Davis. Hello. Welcome back, Brad. Welcome back. Welcome back from the dead, where I guess just our hiatus. Yes. I don't know yeah. you want to look at it. Yeah. Well, you know, zombie theme today because we're doing Dawn of the Dead, George Romero's second in the of the Dead trilogy from 1978, written and directed by George A. Romero. Here we go. Of course, Night of the Living Dead invented zombies. Invented zombie movies. Here we are, the second one, filmed in Monroeville Mall. That is correct. Your old stomping grounds. That is absolutely correct, <laughs> yes. I grew up in Monroeville, and Monroeville Mall was the mall I went to a whole hell of a lot. And almost became a zombie there once, right? I did? Yeah. Yep. Oh, because I cra- almost cracked my head open? Yeah, uh-huh. two years uh-huh. old. There's a, actually the fountain is in the movie where I was running up to it so it would spray me in the face and I tripped over one brick step and my head cracked through the other. There you go. Yep. Blood in the fountain, just like in this movie. Yep, I still got the scar right here. I see it. Yeah. Look at that. Yep. Man. Well, certainly glad you didn't become a zombie, Brad. That would have been a bummer. And though you've seen the Monroeville Mall plenty of times, this was your first time seeing this movie? That is also correct. Wow, wow, wow. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? Actually, it was different than I expected. Oh, yeah? I... I, I to be quite honest, I haven't seen many zombie movies in general. It just never was my genre, and uh, for whatever reason, uh, I didn't see them. But um, I've always heard how this one was filmed in Monroeville Mall. It's always discussed in Monroeville, so I always kind of wanted to see it. Never had. Uh, yeah, I guess I was assuming that this was kind of more of a oh, kids hanging out at the mall and. They get trapped in there with zombies mm. and kind of running for your life thing. I didn't realize it was such kind of a militant uh, group of people who are more trying to make a living in this mall, which sure. is actually way more interesting to me. So that was kind of a uh, pleasant surprise. Hunker down and survive. Yeah, it's just kind of a more, hey, we, you know, even like the excitement of, hey, like we're just hanging in a mall and it's fun and we have all these different amenities here so we're we're good to go i was like oh that's an interesting concept more interesting than just hey we're stuck in a mall and we're getting chased yeah absolutely well let's get to our guest the man who chose this movie for us to watch today to honor the late great george a romero a pittsburgher 
a man who I've known for quite some time, who have, I've been watching movies with for, oh, nigh on a decade and a half, I'd say. Almost, I think, actually, that, that works out. Uh, a man I've wanted to have on the show for quite some time, and here he finally is, my friend, Mike Terenzis. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. Long time listener. <laughs> First time guest. Yeah. There you go. Welcome to the show, Mike. Thank you. Now, you certainly are a horror aficionado. Would you call yourself an aficionado of horror or just an enthusiast? Ah, uh, well... Yeah, aficionado. That's, that makes me sound better. Sure, it does. Yeah, yeah a little more yeah. prestigious. Exactly. Like I have a degree from an aficionado university. That's <laughs> yeah. a university. Yeah. He's, a, he's an aficionado grad. Wow, yeah. man. Mm -hmm. That's that's great. That's, I didn't know that. I thought yeah. you went to Pitt like uh, us. No, 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 no. I just <laughs> hang around. <laughs> gotcha. Just showed up at parties. Uh, Dawn of the Dead, of course. Uh, I mean, we were in discussion of what movie you were going to do for this podcast mm. when we got the news. Of George A. Romero's passing. Yeah. Spoiler we chose this movie a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, yeah, uh, this is really one of my favorite horror movies. I just, uh, it just tears at me that, like, it was very bleak at times and then very just silly at times. Something like, you know, like the pie scene that I'm sure we're going to discuss. Yes. But this just runs the full gamut. And I really, when I heard that Brad hadn't seen it and, like, George passing was a huge thing because I'm also a big Shaun of the Dead fan and being in Pittsburgh, that's just the culture this, that we own. We're like zombie, you know, capital of the world. Yeah. So I was excited to bring this to L.A. Wow. Well, we're certainly excited to, to do that. Uh, I got to see George A. Romero talk once when I was in Pittsburgh, when I was mm -hmm. but a young lad in Pittsburgh, and it was lovely. So, uh, quite a lovely man. Um, well, Mike, we like to start things off with a segment we call Trash, Star, Destroy. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit of a barometer of your, your own uh, movie tastes, if you will. We give you three movies of a similar ilk. One, we ask you to trash, which means it's eliminated from existence. One movie, you get to star in whatever role you'd like to take for yourself. And a third movie, then, must be destroyed. Which means that the only version of the film that has ever been created has been both written and directed... By Mr. Michael Bay of Transformers, The Last Night fame. So, let's do the aforementioned Of the Dead Romero trilogy. The original three. The Night of the Living Dead, the one we just watched, Dawn of the Dead, and the third, and apparently George Romero's favorite of, of his own movies, The Day of the Dead. I love Day of the Dead. I think it's very underrated I really like Day of the Dead as yeah. well. You think it's underrated? Oh, yeah. I feel I, like at this point it's pretty rated. Yeah. Well, I I feel like people think of the first two as just, like, overall better. Or kind classics, of like, I mean. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like Godfather 1, Godfather 2, where the third one is, oh, it's good, but it's not nearly as good as the, you know... Godfather 3? We're saying he's good? <laughs> it was nominated Best Picture. Yeah. That was a Best Picture nominee. Have you seen the other <laughs> nominees that year? Yeah. It's rough. Yeah. Uh, but still, fair enough. But I'm just, just saying that, like, it, it, no, I, it's it, my opinion. Okay, I can fine. State it. Okay, fine. Trash on trash. That's true. <laughs> uh, while saying that, <laughs> I would probably trash it. <laughs> trash it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. That's what I was trying to get at. <laughs> uh, I forgot. Is that the one with Michael Bay or the Gone That's Forever? Gone Forever. Oh, okay. Trashed. Trashed. Yeah. And then the Michael Bay one. I guess I would want to... 
No, no, I don't want to do that. I think I want Michael Bay to direct the third one. No, I, Day of the yeah, Dead. Day of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Michael Bay works well with movies in Florida. Pain and Gain, <laughs> Bad Boys uh-huh. Two, and One. One's in Florida too. There's yes. they're Florida cops. Yes, they're Miami cops. Miami. Yeah, I at first I was like, no, no, no. That's the one that I, I'm okay with being gone. But I was like, no, Michael Bay cannot touch the first two, so that means he should be Day of the Dead. And I would want to act in probably this one has such meaty roles. I I I'd probably act in this one. Okay. Yeah. What role? Uh, let's see. I would be not Flyboy, but what's the other guy's name? Roger, the Roger, guy who first yeah. turns. Yeah, I'd be Roger. Mm. He has a lot of good lines, a lot of my favorite lines. And most of the lines. This yeah. isn't a, he- a movie heavy on dialogue. <sighs> but Roger does say, I'd say, for, for being one of the first ones dead of our group, uh, <laughs> has most of the lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, good role. And you get to be both human and zombie. And isn't that the ultimate goal if you're going to start in any zombie movie? Yeah, I would be sad if I didn't get to wear the makeup and I was in a zombie movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely giving Michael Bay Day of the Dead. Unfortunately, it means that Night of the Living Dead's probably going in the trash. I know. Wait, I want to rethink this again. <laughs> and then I think I would also star in Dawn, but I think I would be Flyboy, uh, Stephen, I believe. Yeah, is the character's name? It'd be fun. That you're fun in the elevator and in the uh, department store. That's your turning point. Mm-hmm. Pun intended would be just, just great. What are you doing, Brad? Boy, I... F- full disclosure, I haven't seen the other two movies. So I feel You're like... a big zombie fan. Yeah, just just never got around to it. Just kind of skipped me, and then I never really went back to it. Um, I guess based on what I know, based on kind of your guys' answers... I mean, I'm going to star in... Uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead, mm-hmm. just because it would be fun to... We're all I, passing up the chance to star in a horror, arguably the bigger horror classic, Night of the Living Dead. Well, I mean... Just pointing I it out. I used to, like, daydream about... I, I mean, when I was a kid, like, daydream about, like, being in a movie in the mall I was, like, growing up in. So, like, that would almost be just living some type of dream. It would be pretty cool to do that. Mm-hmm. What role would I take? Honestly, my initial thought was uh, Peter... But yeah. you make a really good point about if you're going to be in a zombie movie, you kind of need to be a zombie at some point. Like, that's kind of the fun of it. So, uh, just because he was kind of a badass, but I guess I'd take the Roger role, just because that's, you do get some fun lines, and you kind of get to do some of the badass shit, too. Yeah. So, and that sweet slide down the uh, escalators. <laughs> a sweet, sweet slide. Sweet, sweet slide. Apparently um, that's rumored to be what caused... People to stop or put up little bumps at the end so that people can't do that anymore. Mm. Just like what's that movie where the kids do like drugs and sit in the middle of the street? Uh, the, the the program. program. Yeah. 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 And then they were like, "Nope, we're taking this out. We can't encourage <laughs> people to do this anymore." Yeah, it's way too fun. It's way <laughs> too fun yeah. to risk your life like that. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna star in Dawn of the Dead, at least Day of the Dead and Night of the Living Dead. I guess I will. I mean, typically, if we're saying Night of the Living Dead is a classic, which I believe you're right, that probably means we shouldn't have Michael Bay touch it. So in that case, I'm going to give Day of the Dead to Bay and unfortunately trash Night of the Living Dead. Okay. Wow. 
All right. Well, let's... Brad, I, I'll respect it, mostly because it's the exact choices I made. <laughs> sure. Uh, but let's give you another chance to be in a movie in a mall and do a trilogy of movies set in a mall. Since, you know, this is a, a, a mall movie. We'll do Kevin Smith's Mall Rats. Clueless. Filmed in a mall that I work in. <laughs> and the remake. Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Clueless and Mallrats. Trash Star Destroy. What do you think of Dawn of the Dead, Mike? Zack Snyder's version. <sighs> I saw you roll your eyes when I kind of brought it up there. I, overall, it's not his worst movie. So I'll give him oh, that. I argue it's one of his best. <laughs> yeah. I just, I have a problem with fast zombies. Mm. When I see one, I kind of check out or look for an excuse. Like, if it was, like, uh, 28 Days Later, where it's not, a, like, there's not zombies. It's like a disease that it's affecting people right away. Because mm -hmm. zombies, that's dead tissue. And I don't, it's just laughable to me that become superhuman fast. If I'm dead, I'm going to move slow. So <laughs> just be warned, boys. You've I'm decided. Coming, I'm coming to get you. Okay. I'll get there. Slowly. You're lumbering slowly. along. <laughs> what so, about, uh, say, Zombieland? Arguably that, really good fast zombies. Again, I don't even know why they're zombies. They're fast, and you, apparently you don't need to hit them in the head. They were constantly just being shot in the gut and falling down. Yeah, so they don't even count as zombies. It's kind of like in Shaun of the Dead. It's called Zombie Land. I think I know, they count as zombies. But in mo in zombie movies, you don't say the Z word. So it's just like, oh, we'll break all the rules. Therefore, we're not a zombie. Whoa, movie this anymore. the George Romero Dawn of the Dead says the Z word. What says did he zombie. say the Z word? Peter says it. Peter. He, when the biker game's co coming in, mm -hmm. he says, "Oh, if they get through these doors, there's gonna be zombies everywhere." Well, maybe you can say it once. Maybe there's exceptions. It's like one of the first time that's <laughs> yeah, said in the yeah, zombie yeah. movie. But I just, I don't care for fast, fast zombies. And okay. So Personal preference. Yeah. I'm fine with that getting gone because we already have this. So Yeah, but what yeah. about like the extended pregnancy stuff that's in that? Um, and they spend more time I, in the yeah, mall, too. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. It's been a while, but I... Oh, she yeah. has like a, like almost mm -hmm. like a, like a... But wasn't it CGI it, um, zombie baby? It is. It's not like uh, Peter Jackson's. Um, That's what I'm talking about. You do all some practical baby. effects, and it being ripped out of her stomach. There might That's... be some practical effects. All right, but it should. But well, it's much from, darker. It's not from that what I remember, he the the guy just came into the room and the baby was already delivered. And I think that would have oh, been yeah. the grotesque way to really do something special with that scene where she's still alive, the mom, but the fetus had died, mm. and then claws his way out. That. Whoa. I know yeah, it's a little okay. dark, but really dark. But hey, it's not like zombie movies yeah. are bright and cheery. Although, again, this one has moments. This one I has moments. moments. <laughs> yeah. So what are you doing here? Uh, okay. you, does so, that mean you're trashing Zack Snyder's yeah. Dawn of the Dead? Yeah, I, I don't need it. Okay. I I can have a lot more fun with the other two. Um, so I guess I would give um, Bay Clueless because that's what he would be with it. Uh, hilarity will ensue oh, with boy. explosions at the high school, and you know. Maybe a kidnapping before prom, something like that. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I would star in... Mallrats. Mallrats, yeah. I love this. Uh, who... <laughs> You're surprising yourself yeah. with your answers here. I would be Silent Bob, yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow. Sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. Give Kevin Smith a break from acting. Exactly. Yeah. He's directing. So it's, it works out beautifully. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. I can see you sign with Bob. Yeah, I can see yeah. a lot. Brad Davis. Yeah, I guess I would... Which get, mall are you uh, hanging out in? I'm hanging out at the one mall. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to trash Dawn of the Dead, kind of like you said. We already have one. Mm-hmm. We have the original, and I'm fine getting rid of anything with Zack Snyder's. Um, mall rats are clueless. Boy, I have a hard time not being Paul Rudd in Clueless. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> For a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, he's just a fun character to play in the movie. He's kind of like the elitist dick who just kind of gets all the fun, sarcastic lines. Um, and I, when I saw that movie in theaters, I was in love with Alicia Silverstone. So that would be nice, too. Something we've made no secret of on this uh, podcast. We, we have both been adamant about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is tough, too, because I really do like Mallrats. And there are some fun roles to play in there. But I think, I don't think it would be a good movie. I'd be a little more intrigued to see how Michael Bay would do Mallrats, mm-hmm. kind of rather than him doing Clueless. I feel like Clueless would be pretty straightforward, more objectifying, and just <laughs> kind of a, actually a dumber version of the movie. Where Mallrats, probably same boat, but just, uh, there there's more fun things to play with there for him. So I think he could actually... Make something a little more interesting out of it. Yeah. Um, boy, it, this does this tears me up a little bit. I, I'm almost certainly going to trash Dawn of the Dead. Unfortunately, I do think it is or not. Unfortunately, I do think it is one of Zack Snyder's finer films. But remakes, you know, if you're not topping it, like you said, Mike, what what do we need? Why, why do we have this? Although I'm tempted to give that to Michael Bay because it'd be fun to see a Michael Bay zombie movie. That being said. I really, really, really would like to be either London or Lee in Mallrats, mm-hmm. but I think the better fate is it's Michael Bay's Mallrats, and I think he can play right into all the young man testosterone in that film. Uh, sure. I don't think it's nearly as good. I don't think it's uh, one of my favorite Kevin Smith movies for a brief respite of time in my life, like I once did. Mm-hmm. Uh, nor do I think I've probably watched it as many times as I have at this point in my life. But I think that's the better way to go rather than give Michael Bay clueless. Just because I think that is a really good movie in addition to having a large crush on Alicia Silverstone. Uh, and I probably the best of the three, and I don't want to see that one ruined. So I'll maintain its integrity. Heckerling still gets to make it. I'm going, taking the Brad Davis route. Sorry, Paul Rudd. You're out. I'm in. I'd love to. Pl- I'd love to act with you, Paul Rudd. But honestly, yeah. I got to take that role. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, for sure, 100. And there it is, guys. That's Trash Star Destroy mm-hmm. for another week. We are going to take a quick break and be right back with more High on Film, more Dawn of the Dead, and more Mike the Shirt Dorenzis right after this. And we're back, high on film, talking about Dawn of the Dead in remembrance of the late, great George A. Romero. Gone from this world. Probably not coming back like many of his creations. Unfortunately. 
Uh, here we are. Mike Dorenzis is our guest today. And boy, oh boy, if you haven't seen Dawn of the Dead, well, pause the podcast and get on it. Because you're about to be in full-fledged spoiler country. <laughs> That's what we should start saying. Spoiler country instead of mm. spoiler alert. That'd be fun. Sure. Yeah? You're not sold, Brad? Well, spoiler alert's actually a thing. I know, but now it's like we're having our own thing. Okay. That's fine. Welcome to spoiler country. All right, I'm in. Spoiler town. Spoiler Population, city. you and me. <laughs> we, we can work on it. Okay. All right, we'll think about it. Yeah, there's, there's options there. Spoiler nation. Now, that sounds like a whole podcast of spoilers. That's true. Yeah. Oh, interesting podcast, though. Okay, a spinoff. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler Nation. We can talk about all this off the air. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's time for the first official game of the podcast. That means the first game that's worth a damn. That means zero to two points. Oh, did I not mention there are points in this in this game, in this podcast, in this... Hmm. Slow down, Chris. There it is. Slow down, you crazy child. <laughs> so ambitious for a podcast host. Summer game. We're just going to take a turn at summarizing Dawn of the Dead, the Romero version, in a thousandth of the time that it actually takes to watch. This is uh, just over a two-hour movie, 127 minutes, which will allow us each 12.7 seconds to get out the best summary of the game we can muster. Now, each one of us has a scorecard provided to us by the High on Film staff that we will record zero to two points for this game for each contestant sitting around the podcast table. We'll judge them numerically, because at the end of this podcast, we'll tally up the scores of this and two other games and declare someone a winner. And you'll go home feeling great. <laughs> it's a big your confidence prize. booster. That's your, so that's your prize. Yeah. So, of course, during our break, we had our patented coin toss, coin toss. We tossed a three-sided coin up in the air. Brad, of course, winning last time we had a podcast back in June, won. He, he got the, the right to call it, mm -hmm. and he did. He said, Hales, and there it is, came up Hales. Giving you the, the choice, Brad. First, second, or third this time around. Uh, I guess I will go first. You're going to go first. I'm going to go first. 12.7 seconds for zero to two points to summarize Dawn. From Dusk Till Dawn of the Dead. Okay. <laughs> it's a fun mashup. All right, Brad, ready? Yes. Three, two, one. In a world taken over by zombies, four people try to hide out in a mall that are surrounded by zombies and try to make a life for themselves there. Uh, when it doesn't really work and some of them die, two of them are able to escape in a helicopter and fly off to Time. the next place. Fly off to the next place. Fly off to the next place. <laughs> there it is. Wherever that may be. Westmoreland Mall. Only a little bit of gas. Yeah, they don't have much gas. <laughs> yeah. Good job, though. Not Thank so you. bad. Yeah. Concise. Got, got, yeah. got the main information out there I wanted to. It did. Okay, Christopher. Yes, sir. You are next. Mm -hmm. uh, what did we say? 12.7? 12.7. 12.7 seconds. On the clock. Are you ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one. Four people trapped in a uh, coming zombie invasion hole up in a uh, Monroeville Mall uh, decide to... Stay there, uh, blocking the entrances, gaining food and uh, weapons until a biker group uh, lets in zombies and they're forced to flee to a new place. Time. I stole your to a new place thing. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it just. Yeah. It's open ended. So that's very true. Yeah. Because that's the way it is in the movie. Yeah, it is. And fun, fun fact, Brad. I know you haven't seen it. Day of the Dead starts with them 
Yeah, yeah. helicopter. Not them, different characters, but. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, do I have to look at it? Mike, the shirt. You don't have to look at it. It's there for you to look at I don't if look you at want it. it. Never do. But it's a long time. I, I do you want me to do you want me to turn it away from your face? Just constantly rotate, please. Constantly rotate. So, so I never check know what I see sometimes. Sure. And I, I feel yeah, like I feel like the strategy is I'm gonna steal from you is I'm gonna be talking and I just gotta keep making sounds and that'll help it seem like I'm going faster. Okay. That's a good strategy. Yeah. I'm sure you'll get a high score for it. <laughs> Twelve point seven seconds to get out All your right. summer good Dawn of the Dead. In three, two, one. It's the end of the world. What are you going to do? You're going to kill everybody in the house, steal an airplane, maybe a helicopter, go to the next door, next door in the mall that you find. You're going to buy I should have looked at yeah, I don't think definitely a helicopter. It's not maybe a helicopter. They definitely have a helicopter. I should have had the clock. <laughs> you did. It was there. <laughs> but good job. I mean, the, the dramaticism you brought yeah. to it. it was... I thought that told the whole story. Yeah. How deep my voice got. You started with a great opener. <laughs> it's the end of the world. And then, what do you do? Yeah. I don't know. You're supposed yeah. to tell us. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's okay, because uh, once you're done scoring, we're going to move right along to the second game called First Impressions. In this game, uh, a little heavier, weighted of a point value, zero to three points this time. First one was two, this one's three. Please go no lower than zero on either game. We're each going to give a line to the person sitting to our right from Dawn of the Dead, the movie we just watched, that we would like to hear them impersonate to the best of their ability. Now, uh, Brad, Brad was gracious enough to go first. So I'm going to go ahead and go first this time and give Mike a line I'd like to hear him impersonate. Okay. Only appropriately enough, uh, Mike, i got to give you what is the most famous line from this film. Ready? Go. No, I'll just... be back. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> <Is> that... <laughs> yep. I'll be back. Yeah. It's not a good I'm... move. <laughs> I'm dead, but I'm coming. Yeah, <laughs> a great zombie line. <laughs> No, 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 no. When hell is full, the dead will lock the earth. Little Peter line, they're sitting up by pennies, mm -hmm. which I meant to Google. Where's the connection with J.C. Pennies? Is that just a slang sign for pennies? They can't afford the whole name. The, is it, not was there a merger down. I don't know about? Uh, J.C. and pennies came together? Yeah, maybe. Or it could have just been that they didn't have the J.C. before, or it was kind of short for that. I don't know, but... Call in. Let us know. Yeah. You know the number. You know the number. Uh, Dashboard is lighting up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, before we can answer any of the calls, I'm going to play you the line so you can hear it, and then we're going to let you give it the old college try. <laughs> the old aficionado you try. There's no more room in hell. What? This is something my granddaddy used to tell us. You know Mukumbo? Voodoo. Granddad was a priest in Trinidad. He used to tell us, when there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. All right, hopefully playing to your aforementioned deep voice, Mike. Here you go. Ken Foray. Foray? Four. Foray. <laughs> I think that's what it is. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. 
Okay. All right. All right. right. Probably could have used a little more bass and less gravel, I'd say. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. (laughs) Well. That's still pretty good. Yeah. Not bad. It was certainly haunting. No doubt about that. Yeah, I'm going to give you bonus points for haunting. You're welcome. Bonus points for haunting. That's great. Because I've given those out since Casper was on the show. You don't know that. I don't know that. I don't always announce them. (laughs) That's fair. Okay, well, how could I ever know then? Mike, go ahead and give Brad a line that you'd like to hear him impersonate. All right. The line I really liked was, You bastard, we got this by the ass. Mm. I thought it told the story very well. Sure. I believe that is iambic pentameter. (laughs) I believe. Uh, Just, you know, uh, there's a lot of emotion behind it, and I think you can do it justice, justice. Okay. Yeah, Scott Ranger as Roger. You bastards. You bastards. Roger? We got this, man. We got this by the ass. All right, Brad, whenever you're ready. You bastards. We got this, man. We got this by the ass. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. The the solemn you bastards followed by such a vibrant jubile jubile? J- jovial? Jovial? Jubilation. Jubilation? Yeah, what's jubilation's uh derivative? I don't Jubilant. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Either way, the jubilance in your performance was great. Thank you. No, yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure indeed. Do you have a line for me that you'd like to hear me impersonate? Uh, yeah, it's actually also a Raj line. Raj. Um, it is right around uh, when he has, after he has been bitten. Okay. And he is in his bed, struggling a little bit. Uh, Peter comes in to kind of help out his friends. So in the like, you know, the other two kind of take five, and uh, Roger is pleading with Peter. Uh, that once he turns to um, not let him turn into a zombie. Sure. You take care of me when I go. Just try to get some sleep, man, to save your strength. I, I, I don't want to be walking around like that. Peter. Peter! Yeah, I'm here, man. All right. Quite a popular trope in zombie movies. The living, the bitten, pleading not to let, to the, to the living not to let them turn into zombies. Kill me, man. Don't let me turn. Look at <laughs> it. It's, it's in this like, one. Yeah. Like, Set up right here. Kill yourself. Join me. Oh, <laughs> man. That takes a lot. <laughs> Although I guess it takes a lot to ask that. Yeah. Wait, you're a zombie? <laughs> well, I'm already I'm already talking to a zombie. <laughs> yeah. Join us, man. It's cool. Everybody's doing it. (laughs) All right. I also would encourage you watching this clip because the way he moves his lower jaw when he says walking around is hilarious when he says this line. But anyway, here we go. Raj. I... I... I don't want to be walking around like that. Peter, 
Peter! <laughs> you got better as you went on. I'll give you that. I, I, oh, I thought that was good. It, it was From what good. I remember. I'm, I'm <laughs> done. I walking thought, and then you said walking. I thought you were doing your impressionations where you say who you are. Oh, I'm walking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it sounded like walk. I don't want to be walking around <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, a little bit actually. Yeah, that's a little bit of the, yeah. but no, that's that's pretty good. All right, well, thanks, guys. I mean, hey, hey, well, you know, put it in your scores. And once you're done putting in your scores, you can set the scorecards aside because we are entering into the open forum discussion. The Desert of discussion we call scene work. <laughs> of course, we're an optimistic podcast, if that hasn't been abundantly clear, so we're going to start things off optimistically. To-do-to-do! Best scene. What's the best scene in Dawn of the Dead? The 78 Romero version, of course. There are so many to choose, for me, personally. Okay, you got to choose best. Yeah, best. We, we'll get to uh, honorable mentions later. What's number one? The best scene in this movie. I'll say what if we're being optimistic, it's the scene that makes me feel the best because this movie oh. is just—it's it, daunting every time. Like it shows, like oh, it's pointless. It's you know, it's kind of like oh, there's this is all that's left. And then that ending where he's like, no, I'm not going on. And then he, the A team music comes on, and he's just throwing them to the left, yeah. throwing them to the right, giving out that. I mean. I, I don't even know how zombies learn to climb ladders, but they learned. Well, yeah, I, you know, that's another thing that I think is right off the bat here, breaking a zombie trope. Yeah. At least it's a Max Brooks zombie rule that zombies can't climb stairs, let alone ladders. So I don't know that either, but, you know, whatever. But just to have the optimism at the end, I wasn't expecting it the first time I watched it. I'm like, wow, he's going to just blow his brains out, and she's going to crash a helicopter, and good at the end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, I thought he was going to blow his brains out, and she was just going to fly, fly away. Uh, and that would be it. But no, I kind of... even more happy than I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah I, I was kind of pleasantly surprised by that. I was like, oh, ah, yeah. him being an asshole again. Or yeah. a badass again, not an asshole. Yeah. Um. You know that if, if we're just choosing one, that scene because gives me the like it made me feel good about myself. Like, oh, we went through that together and everything's okay. Most everybody's dead, but we're okay. Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, the two people we identify most with. Exactly. Yeah. Brad, what do you think? Concur? Uh, dissent? Probably. Um, that was probably. If we're if we're going optimistic, that is like a fun scene and kind of a twist moment that got me because I thought he's just gonna shoot himself. Mm -hmm. I really did. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, for me, honestly, the most fun part was watching this and seeing Monroeville Mall okay. in a movie. I, I mean, seriously, that tickled me um, because even when you hear it takes place at Monroeville Mall, you never really imagine how it's gonna take place at the fucking mall you just hung out at. Yeah, which is hilarious. To me, um... Oh, I could only imagine if this were filmed at the York Galleria. Shout out. That's the mall I... Can they pay you for that? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Yes, malls are still paying people. <laughs> yeah, like, Actually, even seeing... Podcast. Like, the one hallway they're in, like, I know exactly that hallway, and there's even, like, the photo booth that's there. I, I feel like if it wasn't the exact same photo booth, it was damn close. Yeah. Just little things like that was awesome for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, the final scene, I mean, I like, I actually really liked how this movie opens 
because I didn't... In the newsroom. Yes. Uh, in the newsroom and then just kind of the the setup of the world, kind of seeing that people are using zombies for target practice and kind of how they've, they're just almost uh, somewhat normal in everyday life now a little bit. I mean, obviously it's panic a little bit, but people have almost accepted it. Like mm -hmm. it, rather than it be like they're debating about it, like in politics, the way we debate healthcare nowadays. Right. And you're seeing, uh, you're just seeing people, Yes, they're running from zombies, but they also have acclimated themselves to living in a world with zombies, which was kind of an interesting way to start the movie that kind of caught my attention immediately. So I kind of liked that. And then also, like I said before, the surprise of that it's really just four people kind of hiding out and trying to make a life for themselves in a mall yeah. rather than just a bunch of kids getting caught at the mall with some zombies was such a nice twist, too. And I found that such an interesting plot device. Hmm. So maybe not even a scene, but just overall the structure of the film wasn't what I expected and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I think that the structure of the film is incredibly sound. The progression of events is awesome. Uh, it's well paced. Uh, it's very well put together and it does. It kind of leads you down paths I don't think you'd expect it to go in. Um, yeah, it's, it's very good. But I... I gotta, I gotta bring up a third scene that I think is the best scene, actually. And I think it is Roger turning and getting shot by mm. um, uh, Peter. Mm. Uh, I love that they uh, put it with the scientist on TV talking about the hard choices to make in this new zombie world. As you just watch the this bedded, or uh, blanketed bed. You don't even see his face yet. And you just watch Stephen just looking at him as it kind of stirs a little bit, as the scientist Peter? kind of... Stephen? Uh, oh, no, Stephen's Flyboy. Right, yes. Yeah, Peter. Peter, yes. Peter, sorry. Uh, Peter's looking at, at Roger's bed as it starts to stir, and, uh, and he, the scientist is going on about, you know, uh, I don't remember the exact speech he's giving at that point, but it's definitely about... They're not human anymore, or you know, they're 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 not cannibals. It's one of those, mm -hmm. but it's super poignant to be like, all right, well, is he a human or is he a zombie? What's coming out of this blanket? And you know, what does it take to shoot mm -hmm. this guy that you've now spent a month with and has been helping you out? And I, I just think it's so well done. I really like the the makeup. Great. As soon as like he's dead, this is the zombified yeah. smear, uh, like. Emperor Smart. Palpatine yeah, exactly. makeup. It's great. I love that aspect of this film. It works to me that these like zombies are like purple, you know, just yeah. walking around. And Although Roger doesn't really become purple. He yeah. gets Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. He gets like saggy eyes. Mm -hmm. Steven gets purpled. And his reveal is great when the elevator doors open oh, yeah. and he's just standing I there. Shot. I love that shot too. Um, yeah, okay. Well, if there's a best scene, there has to be. Do -do -do -do. <laughs> worst scene. What's the worst scene in Dawn of the Dead? Um, I, I guess for me, well, two things. Mm -hmm. A, I have the, the pie throwing scene. Yeah. I, I was weird. Mm -hmm. Took me right out of the movie. I'm like, wait, so now we're just having fun with them? And is it, I can't remember, is it right before that, or is that almost the same sequence 
where oh yeah, because we're getting almost like the Benny Hill esque music. It's not exactly Benny Hill, but it almost yeah, like the bikers like, have just broken into the world. right, right, right. Yes, and they're like just throwing pies at the zombies. Like. To me, it works because these good old boys are having fun. That's the thing. These these are like just yeah, these are the guys having target practice. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. I guess you just lose. I, I don't know. I feel like the stakes or the threat of it is minimized in some way, but I mean that's just because they're. Biker guys. Actually, I had. I just wanted to mention that because it bugged me. My actual least favorite scene is, and I can't remember which character it is now. It's one of the characters early on gets tackled by a zombie and is trying to reach for like a hammer. Mm-hmm. And the woman is standing there, watching him try to reach for this hammer and not helping him. Mm. Once you get handed the hammer, it's very uh, reminiscent of in Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park with the gun. Mm-hmm. In the computer room, when they're trying to hold the door closed for the Velociraptor, and, and Timmy, yeah. she's working on the computer. Timmy's just standing there watching her when he could give them the gun, and it just hit me again because it's just like just get, help him get, grab him the hammer. Yeah, literally, just reach down, hand it over to him, and he can beat this zombie senseless. And that that, that you're putting that worse than the pie scene. Um, it the pie scene. I feel like you can. Uh, I feel like Mike's argument. For the pie scene is at least founded. Like I, I maybe don't agree with it because it still bugged me. But I think that he has a point. I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. Um, this other one just was just like ah, that's stupid. That's lazy. Okay. I can argue with that. You know, it's the beginning of the film, and she's still sh- in shock. Like other people, she doesn't understand that she needs to change in this new world. You know that she has to go and hand hammer so her boyfriend can go bash this guy's brains out. So. Maybe she's not quite there. She gets there, so it works. My mm. head, it works. I, I, but I. There are things that disagree. Like, yeah, completely <laughs> disagree. Well founded argument. Don't give. A not shit. that one. No. <laughs> no, not that one. The other one was well founded. Oh, okay. That's a garbage argument. <laughs> garbage. Uh, the ones I find that I'm like bother me are when they were like, "Oh, these bodies are gonna stink." Go put them near all our food. <laughs> that is stupid. <laughs> that is so dumb. <laughs> That's I mean, there's like they clearly yeah. leave them all. Yeah. Like throw them outside. Exactly. Like you don't need to put them in the coolers with next to the steaks. I, I, Literally next to the cow. We just wanted to put four in there. Of course, we're not putting all of them in there. Right, right. And then yeah, to just like spread them out. Yeah. Like they're all over the mall, just yeah. wherever they can find storage. So yeah, yeah. that yeah. is a little <laughs> that and um, poor planning. <laughs> so yeah, that that one shot. We take that out. And then, again, this silliness, I don't really can't defend when the guy, right before he dies, decided, I really need to know my blood pressure. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. The biker wanted to use the blood pressure machine earlier, (laughs) but the other biker told him no. No, this isn't the time. Goes back when the zombies are attacking to use the blood pressure machine. That strikes me as something that wasn't in the script. It's like, man, we have this blood pressure machine here. Like, we don't want it to go to waste. That's absolutely what happened. (laughs) And it's George, George Romero's fault for including it in the final cut. You should have kept that out. It should have been in the lead scene. Look at this. Isn't this funny when you put him in a blood pressure thing? I am. And then you even like see the close-up on the monitor after he's dead. Yeah. That's a, I'm so glad you said that because, yeah, that's ridiculous. And I had forgot to note that. So, good <laughs> yeah. call. I mean, we're, we're dancing all around it. I mean, you kind of already said it. I do think the pie fight is the worst scene in this. Uh, but it does, it's indicative of... Are they of... just driving around on bikes with pie? I guess they get them from somewhere in there. Yeah, there's pie shop or something. Yeah, pie shop. Yeah. I mean, the pies are there. I, I, if I'm, 
I find it funny, and I think it works better in a movie like Shaun of the Dead than it does in something like this, where I find the humor in this film, albeit uh, bringing levity to, you know, very dark, in between very dark scenes, I just, it doesn't fully work for me. Like the blood pressure thing. Like some of the things that happen in the... Bill and Ted mall montage where they're just trying out stores. Yeah. And like I getting haircuts too. and like weighing candy. And I'm like, what are we Playing doing video here? Games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're trying to live like that. I know. And they're there for like a month. Yeah. So, of course, I, that one I excuse more. But like, uh, but the blood pressure one and the pie fight and uh, God, there's something else I know that I, I didn't write down or I can't find right now. But I was just like, this is a little much. Now, I like your theory that, look, they, they, the bikers are now evolved in this world. They can have fun with these zombie monsters instead of being completely terrified and can, like, throw pies in their face and, you know, infant, in, infantize, infant, infantize them. Yeah, infantize. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. Make them in a, you're agreeing with them with me. Child, yeah. 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 Children. I think they were just idiots and having, yeah, <laughs> just being yeah. silly, yeah. It just see it's just a little too strangely out of place for me, especially oh, as we're like out of place. You put starting to barrel towards the climax, <laughs> and it's right before some of the best special effects of this whole movie mm-hmm. or, or makeup effects uh, from Savini, when like the bikers getting ripped apart. Oh yeah, is the best parts of this, like as far as zombie effects, mm-hmm. like the pig intestines I believe they're using just look so good. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I, I gotta agree. I, it's pie scene for me, man. Get it out of here. Uh, Sorry. Uh, it may be it may be her- heresy to say that, but <laughs> agree to disagree. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, what well, I also about. like like the threat of the bikers. It's fun to have this other threat that isn't the zombies coming at you, and I like the build up of that and the now they're like the shot of them like all the lights driving down the road and coming towards them. Like, oh man, this is gonna be fucking crazy. Yeah. Now you're dealing with zombies and this biker gang. And then the biker gang comes in, all of a sudden they're throwing pies at the zombies. Right. I was just like, what? They were always pretty silly in every shot. And every yeah, they were always... I guess that's true. I get. I just uh-huh. thought, like, kind of now once we're actually having the mm-hmm. the interaction, them actually meeting up and really having kind of this, uh, I thought, what was going to be a battle of some type or some type yeah. of fight, you know, uh, for survival, then devolved into a pie throwing contest yeah <laughs> and we've neg- neglected to mention it's not just pie it's pie and seltzer as well oh well if you good. need more vaudevillian comedy yeah. to add your classic zombies. uh classic use of a uh, comedy tool there you gotta spray water in people's face hilarious yeah. carbonated water bread i know well that stings more hilarious And there it is, it's time for Milkin' It, the number one game on High on Film, this time zero to five points available for each person around the podcast table today. Reach drawing a card from the big box of Hollywood ideas of prequels, sequels, reboots, and genres on said card will give you a new way to look at Dawn of the Dead, to reuse its characters, its plot points, um, its thematics, its message, its location, whatever you'd like to salvage from the film repurpose it, repurpose it, repackage it, and put it back out there to make a billion more dollars for the studio system. We need a title and a quick summary from each one of us. Uh, and then, yeah, then we'll judge. Zero to five points. And uh, we'll roll towards the climax of our film. Podcast. Film podcast. There, there it is. is. <laughs> bam, bam. 
And I believe it is Mike's turn to go first. So Mike, would you please draw a card and read it aloud? Costume drama. A costume drama. <laughs> Brad Davis. Uh, a stoner comedy. Ah, welcome back to High on Film. There you go. And I'll draw, finally, a card. Finally, I'll draw. You've been waiting 45 minutes. The sequel. All right. Okay. Okay. So while day that it is a sequel, maybe I'll just continue with these characters, which the day does not. We're going to take a quick break and be right back with more High on Film and three brand new movies. That's what I normally say. Three brand new movies for your listening enjoyment. Right after this. And we're back right in the middle of milking it for Dawn of the Dead. The 78 George A. Romero masterpiece. Alright. Milking it. Three movies. Mike, you're going first. You drew the costume drama. Yeah. Please fuse uh, what I can only assume are two of your favorite genres together. It is. It is. It should work, but in the few times it's been used, it hasn't. Like, Sense and Sensibility and Zombies. Pride and Prejudice. Ah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. I knew it was one of the other. Uh, did not work. It did not work for me. I don't know. It was too much of a kind of Paul W.S. Anderson film. Like, just mm. action. Just not even focusing on any kind of story. Yeah, I never saw it, but I, I did like the idea. Yeah, yeah, but... Nah, um, so I was thinking that I didn't want to do British because it would be a little close to that. So kind of a costume drama of uh, colonial time, you know? Uh, mm. Right after the Civil War, maybe that's later than a colonial. I realize that now. <laughs> but just, you know. Still costume drama. Yeah, still costumey, yeah. And so uh, we set in, you know, uh, a field or somewhere, and uh, somebody is trying to help a sick pig. And, you know, it's the young field hand that wants to help her, but the old, oh, get that sick pig out of here, it bites him. So his hand, so he becomes infected. Oh. And so we follow uh, the young field hand who's in love with his daughter and stuff, but he just came from the north, so we could kind of have this north-south, like, animosity growing there, and then... Uh, Distrust. Exactly. And so then the uh, father, or old mean man that got bitten and stuff, we'll, we'll work on this, and... Of course, yeah, we'll flush out the no, deets we'll, later. Yeah. So he goes uh, about his day, but he's already infected, and he bites uh, another townsperson. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, sorry, maybe he didn't, like, you know, even come right away to full-on zombie. Maybe he did it accidentally, you know. I'm, mm -hmm. not, maybe that's the wrong tone for a costume drama. All right, he full-on zombie, tears her head off. All right, so <laughs> that's better... Period. Costume. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, everybody just, you know, oh, something's going down. We all go to the church, you know, or town's hall, or just everybody gets there, and all the, like, zombies start to gather outside. And so, the drama is uh, about, like, who do you trust now inside? Maybe somebody else was bitten, and, you know, oh, the, oh he's from the north, kick him out, and... So, uh, also, his girl's in danger. Well, you know, be a lot of drama, but it'll be very toned and like, oh, I don't think you should go out there. Sure. <laughs> Great sample line. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, good, good dialogue like that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> 
So jumps uh, off the page. Yeah. But you know, they try to throw her out so he saves the damsel in distress and maybe he sets the church on fire with the zombies in it. Maybe a little trickaroo like they did with the doors like knocking and maybe there's like a, a crypt under and everybody comes out and the zombies get in and they lock the doors and set it on fire. Everybody's happy in the end. Uh, yeah, Everyone's happy in the end. Yeah, that's ultimately it, what's coming yeah, to Yeah, it's a costume to? drama. Like, okay. everything will be fine in the end. I don't know if that's how they normally end, well, but okay. I, I've never watched one fully. Yeah, I, I feel oh, like it's usually a lot of sacrifice. And oh. oh, okay. Death. So, the girl died. <laughs> Did <laughs> I not mention that? <laughs> the girl died. What, I, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm really sorry to hear that. What's your title? Uh, I tried to... <laughs> All right. The Remains of the Dawn. Oh, the of the day. I like that. That's actually really good. Yeah. That's, That's good. a great title. Yeah. Remains Just remember of the, the dawn. title. <laughs> mm. I will. Again, bonus points for that title. Yeah, that's really good. All right, Brad, you drew... Oh, the stoner comedy. I did. How could I forget? Yeah. So I did that. Um, so you did that. So I drew that. Thrilled about it. I, well, it's kind of... A little offbeat, but whatever, we'll go with it. So we're basically going to have two best friends. Sure. Who like hanging out at the mall all the time and just like getting high and fucking around, like shoplifting from stores and shit like that. But they are zombies. They are, and I'm sorry, I'm going to probably break a zombie rule here, I feel like, but they're like a more evolved zombie. Uh, like, kind of still have all, like, the dead skin. Warm bodies. Yeah, I never saw that. Neither did I, but they okay. are, like, more sentient. Yes. A killer party. Yes, a little bit, yes. Um, so they're, and they're kind of, they hang around with them all, with, and they interact with all these other kids. They're, like, high school kids mm -hmm. who are also zombies. Mm. Uh, it, it, I kind of, if I was pitching this, I'd kind of say like zombies meets mall rats, where it's kind of these, kind of their everyday life, somewhat clueless too, mixed in there. If we're just going to go back to the trash door destroy category, I guess. Um, it and all comes around. It, it does all come around. Um, Especially that movie, Zombies. Yes, that one in particular. Um, so. My, so th that's kind of like what it is. My. The idea I had for the end, which I'm not 100% sure I want to do because it really totally shifts the movie, mm -hmm. but I kind of like the idea of like all these kids hanging out at this mall and you realize at the end that these kids all actually live at this mall and they've been kind of, they don't realize that they've been somewhat quarantined at this mall. They're the only zombies in the world. Yeah. And then the movie ends with the army blowing up the mall. Oh. Hmm. Now, I realize that's not really a comedy. Yeah. But I kind of like that ending. I like that the, twist. Yeah. You know what you do is like do like um, like the others. Also never saw the others. But I do know you what know the, the twist. I do know what the twist is. So then you find out that the whole time Dawn of the Dead is going on in the mall. And you've just been seeing it from the zombie perspective. Well, and that's actually the other thing I didn't. I forgot to mention, like, you think that they're just kind of, they happen to be zombies, but they're just, like, normal and good yeah. kids until a... Humans come in. A, yeah. yeah. And yeah, then yeah, they, yeah. like, I like that a lot. the human. Uh, yes. yeah, yeah. I forgot to mention that point. I dig that a lot. Yeah. yeah. And your title? Yeah, that's the problem. I don't have a good one. Um, I really don't. 
I mean, like, I play, I, I had the idea of just mall zombies, like mall rats, mm-hmm. but it's easy. Like, yeah. I thought zombie mall, too, like zombie sure. land, Ganj of the Dead. Oh, Ganj of the Dead is actually a really good which stoner zombie what I movie. landed on. Oh. I, I, I tried to do something also with Dawn of the Dead and Wake and Bake, but that just didn't work, because Dawn, Wake and Bake. Oh, uh, okay, sure. But Ganj of the Dead is what I landed on. Rewake and Bake? Mm, not bad. Yeah, not great. I, Ganja the Dead, I think you need to talk to Romero Estate okay. to get that made. All right. Because that is a title that I think is really hilariously fitting for the Of the Dead series. Well, there we go. I'll talk to them. Please do. Call them up. I'm sure they're not probably busy. They probably have a 412 number. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. Great job, Brad. Thank you. Really good job. Guys, Killer titles so far. Uh, can I change mine from Town Hall to the Colonial Mall? I just the I Colonial forgot, Mall. I forgot to have mall. <laughs> you didn't need a mall. I, I like the Town Hall. I, well, okay. Call it the Colonial Mall. <laughs> I'm sure they had one there. The Codwell. They didn't have the balls. pie shop. When the, when the British invaded, they threw pies at At them. the beginning of this movie, in 78, they have to explain what malls are. They're like, yeah, that's one of those new big shopping centers. Yeah, a mall is what They're they call it. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you want a colonial mall? Get out of here. All right, guys. Oh, by the way, actually, speaking of colonial malls, I did some research on JCPenney's. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, it was never called Penny's, but the logo... From 63 to 71 was the one we see at the Monroeville Mall in 78. After they retired that logo in 71. <laughs> Good job, Monroeville yeah. Mall. Keep well, it up the time. They weren't exactly uh, the most up-to-date. <laughs> it was the most up-to-date mall there was. Good, yeah. And there were still horns in there. Yeah. Until too, too long. And ago. if that's the same photo booth, again, when did you see that photo booth? Because that photo booth was there in 78. Yeah, I mean... I might have seen that. I mean, I I just recall that photo, but that could have been Let's when I was really young. Mm. So that could have been like... 86, 87 uh, by the time your first memory? Older than that, probably. More like 89, 90. There you go. Outdated photo booth. Outdated photo booth. Yeah. And isn't it weird that the malls are like dead booth. now? Yeah, malls are dead. Monroeville Mall yeah. is a ghost town now. What a what a it used to be the most popular place. Appropriate in Monroeville. Living dead ending for a classic zomber 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 movie set. Zomber movies, so somber. All right, guys, I'm topping this off with the sequel. <clears throat> All right, let's just go with the. We're gonna start with the title. I feel like we should get that out of the way. I'm since this is a sequel, I'm gonna go proper sequeling. And call it Dawn of the Dead 2, Dead by Dusk. Oh, okay. All right. I like that. Because right. we're going to follow. We start with Peter and Fran uh, in the helicopter. They're just about out of gas. They're kind of in the middle of nowhere now. Um, and they're looking for a place to set down. And where do they set down? But next to this big, like, looking cool compound that turns out to be a day spa slash health resort. Hmm. So they, they get in there, and they can relax. There's probably a couple new characters, survivors that are in there, uh, like a worker, so like a masseuse is still alive. Um, <clears throat> they relax. They get to use some of the medicines and stuff there, probably help an injured person who was already there, um, you know, because we need some new characters here. Uh, before, but before too long, they are trapped inside and overwhelmed by a zombie horde that has recently picked up a lot of uh, the 
big hippie commune right outside our health resort. Mm. So the zombies, so it's all these like zombie hippies, but tons of them, like well, lots a, of them. It's a different form of zombie. Yeah, right? Exactly. So, uh, and uh, of course the... There's like a tech guy there, or like a janitor. Let's make him a janitor. Perfect. And they're going to lose all the electricity and a lot of like amenities in just a few hours. So we got a ticking clock. Now, of course, now as the zombies, they kind of keep the zombies out and, you know, try to stay alive as they break in. Uh, we can see what happens to zombies in saunas and turn them up in there. Get to see what happens in hot tubs and like it's lock one in a hot tub and it gets super bloated and then like yeah. it gets let out later. Put it on the treadmill machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Play off with all the things there. So that, um, oh, we get to we get to have probably uh, like Fran hide in a mud bath from some zombies like Schwarzenegger and Predator. Like, just sit there in all the mud, and it can't find her. She just has to be, like, super, super still. But you can see her eyes through the mud. Um, But then, of course, as the sun goes down, uh, there's just too many of the dead converging on this this, uh, day spa. And they kind of come to terms with the fact that they really don't have any food here. And the electricity is about to go out. And probably that's, like, there's some electric locks or something that, like, Mm -hmm. open up when the electric goes out because it's it's a, a newfangled resort, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, without the electric backup, they only rely on the solar power p- panels. So once the sun goes down, the electricity gives up, the locks, without any power, the emergency features to open the doors, and then they're screwed. Mm-hmm. So just as the sun goes down, you watch the electricity click off. End of film. Oh. Mm. Nice touch. Dawn yeah. of the Dead 2. Dead by Dusk. And it leaves it over for a sequel. Who knows if they get out or not? Just like this one. <laughs> I liked a lot of your visuals in there. A lot of good stuff. Thank you. Title? Eh, eh. It's a little too close to, you know, from dusk to dawn. So I would like a little ma- more. Well, I couldn't like... do Day of the Dead. That one's already used. <laughs> and that's the logical one. <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah. Dawn and Dusk play together well. It though. does. Yeah. It does. It wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't easy. It's... I just ask for... Uh, Everybody would do it. All right, all right. Fair enough. Well, put it down in your score. And once you're done scoring, please pass your scorecards to the front of the class for final edition. And as we do that, we move into our pessimistic end of the show called Podcast Regrets. Podcast Regrets, of course, anything you regret saying or not saying during the duration of the show that uh, as we wind down here, you just got to get out before it's too late. Mine, for instance... Uh, I love the fact that they explain that, like, the dead are, like, why they're at this mall is just instinct. And it's just, like, humanity going through, like, their muscle reflexes. And that's why they're just going about things. And I think that's super cool. Um, But then at the same time, then you also watch, like, six zombies get caught in a hockey net on a huge ice rink. Like, how do they all just get into the net? Like, the hockey net is so tiny. They're all doing stuff that they used to do when they were alive. Those guys So that's like, like six they goalies? Go the they oh, go the okay, net. gotcha. <laughs> I thought it was going to be six zombie goalies that are all just, like, in the net, just hanging out. No. Yeah, I had written that down, too, because I think they even say, like, oh, it's... They're here because it was an important place in their life. Yeah, that, that's like, hilarious too. But it's, yeah, <laughs> important. Ooh. At that age, it was rough. Yeah, that's a bit of a commentary on society, though. I guess. Yeah. But yeah, you make a you make a good point. <laughs> Thank you. 
You guys got podcast regrets? Yeah, I I love the way the music works in this film. Goblin, once again, such a huge fan of Suspiria and this. They're just classic examples of how much uh, like uh, atmosphere you can build mm. with the right music for a horror movie. And like that scene, I wish we talked more about the scene where he went down into the basement and this is like the remains of like poor society where like they were just all thrown into the basement and like they were the first ones not cared about and he has to take them all out of their misery. Uh, that scene, that's a really good one that I wanted to mention mm. also up for best of. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree with you. That is cool stuff. Yeah. I like getting into the bowels of the mall too. That's kind of fun. Brad? Yeah, I'm actually... Um... I like, well, first of all, I'm very intrigued, actually, to look this up, because um, I know that where the food court used to be in Mineral Mall, I believe it used to be, a, I thought it was a roller skating rink. Oh, it's the ice rink. But I think it's the ice rink. I believe it is. So that is interesting to actually see that, just because I've heard people talk about it, and I never saw it. Oh, yeah. I only could imagine was the food court. I was actually waiting this minute, like, when are we going to get to the food court? And I was like... The ice hockey ring, like, oh, right. I thought people said it was a roller skating rink, but that must be what it is. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting to actually see, just having heard about it for so long. Um, I also liked the, and it's it's kind of a small scene. It's kind of a, uh, I was going to say it's kind of a dumb scene, but then I'm kind of undercutting myself. Um, the scene where they keep, where Steven turns on, keeps turning on the TV and she turns it off. <laughs> I love th- I-, I love that they added another layer to this too. That they f- they think they finally start living here and they finally are happy there, but then they almost start becoming going crazy because of it because mm-hmm. they're stuck mm-hmm. here. And I think that's also after Roger's turn. So they're already all kind of at odds with one another. They he wants to turn the TV to see if anything's happening. It's driving her crazy. Peter's just sitting there, like kind of dealing with it, like. I liked that uh, layer to it as well. Not just the zombies, but also they're turning on each other and slowly kind of... The, the, uh, it's too much to say descent into madness because they don't sure. ever really reach that point. But it certainly is kind of the beginning... You know, somewhat Shining-esque in a way. Yeah. And that was kind of a cool layer to it. Any zombie movie worth its salt, the real villains are not the zombies. It's humanity oh, right. itself. Of course. Yeah. Exposing that raw nerve of humanity. Humanity. <laughs> no, you know, uh, ultimatums, so life raw. and death. Yeah. yeah, exactly. A world of violence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's it. And that's not it. I didn't tell you what the scores were. <laughs> that's almost it. This is just kicking off to a pretty usual set of uh, podcast episodes for me here. Uh, I acquired 16.23 points. Putting me in third place pretty solidly. Um, both you guys, though, a barn burner. A real, a real, burned a barn. A real mall burner, I should say. <laughs> oh, there we go. Mike, you acquired 16.8 points, but were slightly edged out by Brad. 16.95 points. Wow. To become the winner of episode 222 of High on Film. Well, I was about to wait for the recap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. wait yeah. for the recap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, remind me to give you a form before you leave yeah. to start the recount process. Sure, sure. Takes six to eight years. Uh, Mike, 
Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me on, guys. It uh, was a blast. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is so much fun. So happy to sit down and talk uh, about another movie with you, like we've done for so many years. <laughs> You're one of our dream uh, guest picks, so it was nice to actually check you off the bucket list. Yeah. yeah. Now we can die. Yep. Mike, you got anything to plug today? Anything on the internet you want to talk about? You can always find me in your grocer's freezer. <laughs> there it is. Look for Mike in your grocer's freezer. And look for more High on Film episodes next week. Uh, I'm at Cross Maxwell across your social media platforms. That's Chris with an O in place of the I. And at High on Film is a show. Please get over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Leave us a click on a couple stars, you know, like you do for Lyft and Uber. Just do that for a podcast. It'd help us. Brad? At BDAlwaysGP on Twitter and Instagram, and I love you Pittsburgh Pirates, a baseball blog. You can find it on Tumblr or my Twitter page. Coming down the stretch now. Coming down the stretch. Mid-fall. Mid-fall. Here we are. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens. We will. We will see what happens. Mike, Brad, thank you gentlemen so much for bringing us back with Dawn of the Dead and uh, honoring the late, great George A. Romero in the least way we can. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Thanks, guys. We love you. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another guest and another movie, and we will see you then. We love you. Goodbye.